0: Hi, welcome back to I Talk, Shit and Read, my book-related podcast where I talk about everything from the books I think you should be reading, the books I hope we've all read. Today I'm launching a new segment for the show and it's going to be a book club because sometimes the best thing you can do is read with your friends. I hope you enjoy and I promise I've picked some good books for us to talk about. This is Roe, and I am joined by my favorite group of people who made the mistake of agreeing to be in a book club with me without asking me any questions about what that really meant. So ladies and gentlemen, this (laughs) is a book club, or as TJ coined it, bitch, it's a book club. We'll be doing novellas on this book club because it's a pandemic, or you know, if you're us, it's a panorama, or Panera Bread, Leslie, I don't know what the hell that's about. (laughs) Everybody works from home. People have things to do. Sleep is mandatory. So anything 400 pages or less is great. 200 is even better. So we will be focusing on novellas to kind of give everybody a little break from reality. It will all be speculative or genre fiction. And joining me tonight will be the first tall among talls, Aaron Freeman. <laughs>
1: <laughs> do I say a few words or do you just go Absolutely. do the line and then we all speak?
0: Oh, no. Speak, speak upon it, sir. A few words from you.
1: Oh, well, it's a pleasure to be here. I knew exactly what I walked into. Don't let anybody... I'm my own volition. That's my middle name. Aaron of my own volition Freeman. I'm happy to be here.
0: Serious <laughs> <laughs> voice you may have heard on Reasonable Fridays and the general purveyor of Southern Shade with maximum skill, Erica.
2: Welcome. Thank you very much. Also pleased to be here and of my own volition. We do not share a middle name. We are sharing this mic for tonight. Yeah, really looking forward to discussing this with you. The first book out is pretty interesting.
0: And one of my favorite book people of all time and a San Diego local who I met because I forced him to read things that I thought would be good for him. Brent Lambert, he who is gaining <laughs> ground in the world as a magnificent editor and now published author twice over. Welcome.
3: Thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, magnificent ground. I like that. Yeah, We'll roll with that. Okay, um, I mean, should I mention Fire, I guess? I guess I yeah. probably should, that's the Care. big thing. Okay, so about five years, five years now, we've been um, part of Fire Magazine, which is now pro, black science fiction and fantasy magazine, which Ro is actually a reviewer for as well. So that's been fun. Uh, like she mentioned, I got to edit an anthology with Tor this summer, which was cool. Yeah, I got a couple other things coming. Can't talk about it yet, but things
0: are happening okay we are now officially gonna call brent king of the under damn statement okay i'm gonna let you have that one sir i'm gonna let you have it and i got on... stuff for future episodes A fair fair point moving on to the unacceptable tall of them all <laughs> my favorite white dude and local man for going to movies look you are gonna be who you are and one of the best dms in the game tom thurman how you doing <laughs>
4: No, doing alright. I'd also like to point out I did ask you questions about the book club. You pointed out I was the <laughs> only one who did.
0: You did. You did. You did. I mean you needed, you know, contract terms. He wanted terms and conditions, <laughs> y'all. He wanted the conditions he was a smart man he's a smart man especially considering the first welcome i gave everybody is please recognize all your bases on wednesday belong to me and speaking to that to two people who really had no choice but to be here whether they wanted to or not tj my favorite libra ace boon coon partner in crime welcome tj welcome
5: yeah what it is what's going on yes i was not forced to be here i'm actually happy to be here uh i was forced to be here but um, mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to talking about this book. This is actually a very good book. I'm After being out of the country for a while and coming back and actually getting introduced to American literature, it's, uh, it's very refreshing. So looking yeah. forward to it.
0: And for y'all, though, who's wondering, that other language he knows is one I will never be able to master, Japanese. Congratulations on being international.
5: Yeah,
0: that's of and, uh, and for the person who has known me one since there was a one in my age. And if you ask what the letter is now, I will cut you. The best alibi and she who always knows where to put a body when it needs to be got rid of. Welcome, Leslie. How you
6: doing? <laughs> I'm fine. Happy to be here. You I don't do like these hostage, more often. Hostage voice. While well, I'm happy to be here it doesn't mean that it was not forced upon me. <laughs>
0: I'm just okay, kidding.
6: Dave.
0: Fair <laughs> point. Um, I thought about doing this because I like to read. I read pretty much every genre in speculative fiction, but the new thing that I've kind of gotten addicted to are novellas. And Tor.com Publishing started a few years ago, putting out one or two novellas every single month. And 2018, 19 and the beginning of 2020 Some phenomenal books came out and I didn't have anybody to talk to them about. And, you know, Brent got a day job and he can't exactly text me all day, even though I will try to make him. So one of the books that I read was by a British author named Tade Thompson named The Murders of Molly Southbourne. And the synopsis goes like this. For as long as Molly Southbourne can remember, she's been watching herself die. Whenever she bleeds, another Molly is born, identical to her in every way and intent on her destruction. Molly's parents trained her well. She knows every way to kill herself. She knows how to butcher Mollies for easy disposal. But she also knows that as long as she survives, she'll be hunted. No matter how well she follows the rules, eventually the Mollies will find her. Can Molly find a way to stop the tide of blood or will she meet her in at the hands of a girl who looks just like her? So, ladies and gentlemen, we will be starting with Molly Southborn. So, let's start with Tom. What would you think of this one?
4: It was weird. <laughs> 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 no, it it took me a little bit to get into it. I don't know if it was the, the writing style or just having been out of reading some of this kind of stuff in a bit. But once it got going, I really liked it. The The premise is just kind of odd in figuring out the what was going on with the bleeding, uh, her having to kill herself over and over and over again with all the training and... Bits of details of stuff her parents left out that seemed kind of relevant in her situation. Like, didn't explain to her her period. As I was reading, I was basically, like, live commenting on it to a friend of, and sending her, like, little snapshots of it. Just like,
0: what the hell's going on in this book? That's always a good response, TJ.
4: I
5: actually texted you, what the hell am I reading mid-reading <laughs> the damn book while I'm on the phone with you? It's yeah, funny. You're welcome. So, which I which I often do because you know I love you and you should also suffer with me through a lot of these things. I have to agree with Tom. The initial starting the initial beginning of the book was kind of confusing to understand as far as set pieces and where it was going. But once it picked up and it finally found its stride about actually a couple of pages through, it was easier to follow. And there, and I have to say, it was actually a very interesting ride that it took me on. With certain twists and turns that were expected and good portions of unexpected turns as well. Good point that I like. But ultimately this story is about Molly as a person and how she grows up from being taught this thing that she goes through that is unique to her or maybe not unique to her, we don't know yet. And how to deal with it, how she navigates her life actually dealing with this with her blood and her interactions with other people because of having to grow up in that isolation having to deal with it
0: y'all was so tactful i love it i don't know why you're being tactful but y'all so tactful i'm so proud of you
5: it was fucking weird man
0: (laughs) And on that note, I'm going to swing it over to Erica. Initial thoughts about Molly Southport?
2: I thought the premise was interesting. Just reading the synopsis before I read the actual story, I'm like, huh, that's an interesting thing. As it went on, there were certain things about the character and maybe the characterization that were a little offbeat to me. It's like, I like the story. I'm not sure I like Molly. Not that we're meant to like her, but I almost feel like there's an exploration of personhood that doesn't quite hit for me. And I would have liked to see some other exploration there without giving away the entire plot. For me, it seemed like commentary on the inhumanity of humans. But even in that, it was somewhat incomplete because the writer, I think, is not particularly good at writing women.
0: Okay, so that's our first point. We will circle back to Brent. Initial thoughts on Molly Southport. Okay, so full disclosure, when um, you
3: put the book out there, I was like nervous because Tylee is actually a friend. So when I read it, I actually enjoyed it. So I was like, whew, thank God. I I liked it because... It was definitely horror, but I also feel like there was a little. He was sneaking a little bit of the spy genre in there a little bit with certain parts, especially when digging into the parents and their backgrounds and how like how did we get here? And I kind of liked that he left so much unanswered. I don't. I didn't feel like I needed to know these questions. So I I overall, I really enjoyed it. I felt like Molly. I, I liked that she was unlikable because that much violence and mayhem being a consistent part of your life from childhood to adulthood is more than likely gonna create an unlikable person. I enjoyed it for that aspect of it. And I like these prose too. It's just very like crisp and sharp.
6: Okay, Leslie initial thoughts on Molly yeah when it first started um the creep factor in it just from the start is I mean I read all genres but horror is one that I I don't read as obsessively but yeah it it starts off pretty creepy and then as it progresses you start seeing how the story developed I guess because you know when you get certain sentences in the in the story you know like when you're telling a kid don't bleed you're just like what the fuck does that mean you know it's like so (laughs) certain things you know it they give you some shock factors I thought the shock factor going through it was pretty good especially when she um it progresses from again we don't know how young she is but I mean she's pretty young if she doesn't know what to the point where she hasn't menstruated yet and then when she gets to menstruation they're like oh yeah that happened tended to like how the progressed into her life <laughs> some of the stuff that happens to you i agree with the she tends to be unlikable and that tends to be a good thing if uh, if you're looking at the fact how pretty fucked up she is it's not surprising that the person that she's that we're introduced to and, the, and then the person that she's becoming i mean she's got problems i mean what a surprise especially with the parents that she has so i did like how the end the ending was open-ended or the conclusion of this particular book was open-ended because, I mean, you're just ready to, you're like, all right, let's do this. What's going to happen? But yeah. Overall, I, I, the, there were a few things that I was like, holy shit. Cause I mean, wow. Especially okay. with how many times she has to kill people. So, so yeah. But yeah, I, overall I liked it. Okay.
0: Mr. Freeman, join oh. us at the mic. I
1: don't want to repeat anybody's point. I'm just going to say I enjoyed how much restraint the author had to begin the story, given how much passion he had for the actual, the meat of the narrative. And usually it's hard for like authors to wait to get to that sprint portion, and he really does um, I'm not gonna, I don't, like I said, there, there was that weird thing where they didn't explain to her that she has, she's, she, she menstruates, even though that would, is pretty much how she's gonna die 100%, that's a little weird, but overall, it was, um, paced well enough, to start. like, these initial impression, so, it was paced well enough,
5: to, yes, yes,
1: um, it was, it was, uh, yeah, it started off really well, very patient, considering how much he really,
5: really, really, really,
1: really, really, really loved how violent it got, loved that part, so he waited, and good on him.
0: Okay, fair. My initial thought is, I read this book and missed my stop on my train when I was supposed to be going to work. So, <laughs> so that made it pretty much one of my favorite novellas. I'm like, mm, I don't know how I'm getting to work today. I had to. I was. I didn't get off the coaster. I just ended up going up. To end up in Solana Beach. I'm like, well shit, four stops from where I should have been. And that's always a pretty good sign for me that I that something is working in a story. Um I like the writing. I thought it was crisp. I do agree that he comes right out the gate. My favorite line is the first first line. I wake into a universe defined by pain. There aren't many stories <laughs> that can hang a line out there like that. That's a pretty big hook to live up to, as far as I'm concerned. And I do really love Molly Southbourne. It's one of my favorite horrors, I was shocked that it's less than 200 pages and he managed to build this. And I agree with some of the other comments and I want to explore a bit more. I liked the way that he dovetailed it into kind of being a mystery. But the big thing that struck me that I kind of wanted to discuss first was, do you feel like... He was actually telling Molly's story, or was Molly just a vehicle for something else he really wanted to mess with people's minds about? Well,
5: that's an interesting thing. If we look at the conclusion of the story and how, if you want to look at it as a role reversal, because initially it starts off as Molly talking to herself, right? And then they basically go through this well, this is my story. This is what happened to me from here. And this is how we got to this point. And then the end is left open ended. And it's either we're So talking about Molly, or we're talking about this thing that has happened to someone named Molly that is either possibly because of something that happened with her parents, particularly her mother, or is this something that has happened with other i'll just say for lack of a better term test subjects in that particular world in and of itself i'd have to say depending on how you look at this first book it could be that it is about molly but he wants to introduce us into a world where this is a thing that happens and possible that molly is the only one or molly is not the only one because it's kind of vague based on the origins of this particular thing ability that molly has
4: yeah i I feel like it was mostly trying to focus on molly but then towards the end i started getting the impression he was sequel baiting a little starting to see it in those elements of here's how this kind of works here's some hints about stuff to get you interested and then you had that kind of like cliffhanger right at the end as was said earlier really makes you want to read more know what's going on here what's going on with the world are there other test subjects what's the explanation for this they definitely at one point switched purposes for me, I guess, or what I felt like was being done.
2: I think Molly is an unreliable narrator. So is it her story? Maybe. We have this framing in the beginning of... The original point of view we believe the Molly telling the story is actually the point of view of one of the copies. But then that copy starts to remember the things that Molly is telling her in her own head. So we don't really know if those are things that happened to that particular Molly that's telling the story, or if those are things that the original Molly knew before she killed her. There's the tattoo. The only thing that's conclusive is that tattoo, and even that could have happened in any number of ways that the Molly telling the story told the story. I almost feel like it's a, a framework for a story and a framework for perspectives and a lot of different versions of suffering because every single Molly suffered in some way, whether she died or she's living through this nightmare, So it's almost like it could be any Molly story. There's some quote within there where it's saying that copies of a thing aren't really a thing. They're just facets of it or something to that effect. And I almost feel like that's the story. It's a bunch of facets of Molly whether that means the narrator or one of the copies, because they aren't all the same. Right. Even said, you know, like, sometimes they're violent, sometimes they're reasonable for a while. And there's a point in the story where her parents aren't even sure if they killed the right Molly. And
0: I think that's where I got hung up on what I really liked about the story. And to speak to your earlier point where I wondered, too, whether or not this was a matter of Certain things had to get added in because the person writing doesn't necessarily have all the pieces to write a woman or a woman presenting character well, either way. Because my first thought when I got to it, when I realized we can talk a little detail-ish because I don't really know if it's possible to spoil this story with the way that Tade wrote it, quite frankly, even if we go into detail. So don't feel like you have to adapt too too far around what actually happens if there's a point you want to make. Like you were saying earlier, Molly bleeds and another Molly is born. You know that from the basic premise from the synopsis giving. I don't know in what world you could always guarantee that you didn't accidentally kill the wrong Molly once Molly is mobile and able to be outside of your sight. So like, you know, baby gets a scrape, drops a blink you know which baby is your baby you're holding it but what do you do if the next thing you know two mollies are in front of you how do you know which one is the real molly if they both have similar memories it's kind of like You know, it's one of those meta moments when you get in movies where they talk about doppelgangers, but this goes well further than a doppelganger because they do have overlapping memories. So are we talking about is is memory something that is in the blood? Do you carry it with you? Do you always have to be told? And that's kind of the thing that makes this story one that I liked all the time. But at a basic level, I think the first thing I ever text anybody about I wrote this is, I don't like Molly. I don't like Molly. (laughs) I don't like Molly at all. I don't like her. I don't like Molly's mama. Mm-hmm. These are terrible parents. And who the hell didn't have a plan once they realized, oh, if our daughter bleeds, we're going to have like eight children because Molly's just going to pop up out the ground.
2: What happened that they knew that they needed to kill babies? You know, kids get scrapes before, sometimes even before they're like verbal. So were her parents just out here like offing 18 month olds?
0: And that's the Six question I have. Years? How long has the murder been happening, people? I would like to know.
2: Right. You know, and then at what point are they like, well, I guess we will teach our daughter to be the best at killing all the things, only to realize that the copies get all of her skills. Well, yeah. yeah,
6: I mean, yeah, but then at the same time, I mean, you're coming into it, you're not really given a full detail of the background of the parents. I mean, we get the we get the letters and we get some n- initial little tidbits as to who they are, where they came from, but we don't know what they know. We don't know exactly why they felt where they lived was a good place to start. And from the inference of who they were before becoming parents, it just seems like you find a situation, you figure out a way to problem solve, and then you adapt, and then you figure out a structure or a way of life to... Keep things going the way you think they're supposed to be going, and then Y'all, is it, this is a
0: poorly managed project. Okay, this is
6: you know, it's, yeah. A <laughs>
2: as a first resort, did we not have counseling for the babies? Did we not try anything else? Who was supposed to, that- to who was supposed to do that? <laughs> they they looked like they were on
6: their own. That someone was supposed that some someone was supposed to be called as a last resort. But who says they? Who are they supposed? Like I didn't even look like they knew anything about.
0: But is this a chicken and an egg situation where the Mollies are violent when they show up because they have the memory of Molly killing them? So are they already show? Is it knucker you buck or are they actually coming in the door on self defense? I don't think
3: it matters in any way. I also got from the text is that. Somebody was after they ass. Like it wasn't just like they were hiding <laughs> to protect Molly. Like somebody was after them. So right. you can't successfully hide from whoever was after them if you got 20 Mollies running around. Like no, they, whether it, whether, they, whether they were violent or not, I don't I mean I, I I don't think that would matter because it's like you're trying to protect Molly from becoming a lab experiment somewhere. So I mean and it sounds it sounds harsh but you're going to have to kill these clones. Like, you can't you can't protect, you can protect one Molly, you can't protect 25.
6: That seemed like the, the premise, like, guard the compound, on, at, like, uh, at all costs, even if it's right. against the Mollies. Well, I was oh, going to yes.
1: say, I thought they went blanks to show how hard her mom was, just for that reason. I firmly believe that the babies got killed first, because, frankly, if that person with that background saw a baby grow out of the ground like a plant, you're probably yeah. going to smash it with a hammer <laughs> based on the person that you <laughs> to us. That is her mother. Just her mother in particular probably got the ball rolling, and they made it a good point to explain that. She's the most fleshed out character in the story, so I firmly believe a daughter grew out of a tree stump and she smashed that little girl, and it began. <laughs>
4: <Okay>. <laughs> well, it, kind of even building off his point, the, the impression I had is like, yeah, if a baby came out of the ground, that's weird enough, and even if they approached it neutrally, if they all go bad at some point, that mom would not hesitate to kill the violent clone child that's attacking her baby like but
0: again that to was speak back to the unreliable narrative point molly is the one telling us that the clones all go bad eventually and that they all eventually try to come for her so the major question that i had because you know i'm i can't leave well enough on i was like did you make murderers or were they oh. murderers you know
4: no that's also kind of a a lingering question because the was the first one that we see is relatively normal for a few days before it kind of snaps on her like they're they're playmates for a little while and the parents don't even seem to have an issue with it
1: this is just me reading reading too much into it and not getting enough sleep i think after she had a psychotic (laughs)
4: like i because all
1: of a sudden this this murderous assassin teenager was fighting her murderous assassin mom to the death and all of a sudden she's fine they gave her some meds she's good It's great. She's fine. We're fine. I love my mom. She's great. What?
0: (laughs) Right. Which is why I was like, I don't know if this is Molly's story or if this is we're inside the experiment.
4: Well, and at one point, I wasn't sure if the Molly that we were following through most of it was the original Molly.
2: Yeah, but she also had a whole whole ass threesome. With another Molly. (laughs) Yeah. And again, maybe that's just inconsistent character design. But if it's been drilled into me that people who look like me are going to murder me, the sex session ends when my clone walks in because. Things must be taken care of because I'm at my most vulnerable in that moment. So, yeah, like, I just, I don't know how reliable we can say that Molly is as a narrator. Like, there yeah. are definitely some inconsistencies and a lot of emotional detachment that leads to the idea that that Molly could probably lie pretty easily. I can
0: pretty convinced that the molly who went to college wasn't molly so to speak uh you know it kind of felt like an over overpower situation with that respect like that's not molly anymore i don't know who which molly this is because it felt like there was a break in empathy Mm -hmm. and in the ability of people to be empathetic and i was like i don't know whether or not this makes sense that this is the same molly who grew up so maybe i'm maybe i don't know like there's a lot of murder, let's be real, and I th- we all know that's why I like the book because there's a lot of violence and murder and death and I mean, murder, death I
2: appreciate it every single way, every single Molly, every single person that died, it never got repetitive, it never got old, it never got boring. The murder was spicy from beginning to end, which oh, I boy. appreciate as a person yeah. who likes you know horror and um, thrillers
0: it was very weird for somebody weird in a good way for somebody to actually be able to maintain the kind of that that was the anchor that actually moved the story forward there aren't many stories like you know we all if you watch horror movies after a while there's always that one murder that's the duplicative duplicative it's like the first murder that happens and like the cycle starts over again but that never happened in this book and i thought that was probably one of the best parts about the writing is everything was crisp. Everything was smart. It kept moving and he never seemed to forget. So I didn't know whether or not I was dealing with someone who was writing an insufficient woman. Or if I was dealing with someone who was telling me about someone I hadn't met yet, and he was only telling me about that one part of them, the part that mattered. Mm -hmm. In order to get a picture about everybody, you had to bring everybody back together. And then just as soon as I thought it figured out, you had things like, you know, the boyfriend who semi turns into a stalker, because why not have sex with your teacher? Or uh, when she was younger, the playmate that her parents missed, or the fact that I'm really convinced that for a while there, whichever Molly was in college was just like, fuck it, you know what, find me later. Go do you, catch up with me later, and left some clones alive. So it opens the question of whether or not they were actually violent from the get again.
2: Yeah, and there's that whole scene in the beginning where the original Molly, captive Molly, is seeing the woman. She thinks it's one woman peeking in on her. The attitudes are wildly different every time. Was that the same Molly or was that multiple Mollys?
0: Because I think uh, whichever Molly left the farm didn't kill all the Mollies.
2: Okay, can we talk about why we
0: didn't set the, the dead Mollies on fire? Why fire wasn't like like a, the minimum for everybody? Like always the thing? Like I thought that was one of the rules. Right, but do we know? I don't really feel like Molly was doing the kill it with fire. That is true though.
5: So you gotta
1: have a little bit of a you gotta have a little bit of wiggle room under the door if that makes sense. Yeah. So I was like, and they wrote it. and He paid attention to it. Like the first question would be, why did you burn all these bodies? He's like, well, actually, here and here, I made it really clear that you don't. And this is why. So they didn't mind it, but it was a little bit a bit of lubricant from the narrative.
4: I think at one point they said that they only needed to burn her blood, like burn and bleach, because that was what duplicated. But the mollies themselves never duplicated. So, it was more about, like, I think she would dissolve them in various chemicals. She didn't ever need to, like, light a bonfire of molly bodies.
0: Molly, molly bodies, they would have to be set up. I would need to burn everything. just cause I was like, they have blood. Can the mollies duplicate if the mollies bleed from the molly? We don't know which molly is the molly. I'm burning everybody but me. But, you know, I'm like, if we, going in, if we are going full murder-death-kill, I'm burning everybody who's not me.
1: And they are shockingly resilient once they get going, they are shockingly resilient, which is why I'd probably, like with you, yes, no half measure. I agree.
0: Yeah, kill everybody. Any other points? I mean, we don't have to talk about all my points. I'm a nutbag. I like murder.
5: (laughs) Well, to the point of him not knowing how to write women, would this story be different if Molly were a Martin? Because if you look at her having to menstruate or Molly having to menstruate and that being a way for Molly's to duplicate. Let's say we take that out of the picture altogether. Do we still have the same story?
2: Um, yeah.
0: Because, I mean, do y'all not have accidents?
2: I mean, you can make them in hemophiliac. That was Molly's cover.
4: Yeah, I think the story remains mostly the same.
2: Yeah, I think you could
0: still have this story and you could still tell this narrative without it necessarily being someone who was a woman. I thought the, um,
2: I was saying the babies being murder vessels, though, would be people and then the men have grow like a Molly baby tumor, mm. which oh, I thank really you. Love.
0: That's going to so, stick like, with me,
2: which is why she didn't see the guy that she was dating before. Like he just he grew a Molly and died and the love of her life discovered a tumor growing and is like okay peace out i'm gone i can't deal with this or you anymore despite having invested so much time studying exactly everything no
5: that was confusing to me you (laughs) wanted this you put you inserted yourself into it and now all of a sudden it's a deal breaker because i'm growing inside
0: of you like
6: i'm (laughs) I'm not i'm not surprised if you start
0: growing boyfriend of your boyfriend and your side like junior you cool you cool you saying y'all together?
3: no i'm dipping
0: like that's <laughs> i mean
3: i don't i i don't blame him for dipping even though he did invest that amount of time because he wasn't i don't think he expected he was that typical academic who delved into something and didn't think it was going to come with any consequences and once the consequences hit he did like them, them talk to
1: dude dude it was like nah i'm out i can't deal with this shit And say it was it wasn't that he left it was how he left he swooned off on some war and peace stuff he said you killed me and that was it (laughs) man this sucks he was just he swooned off slammed the door and he was gone like a soap
6: opera and i was like what like it was something that she did to him in a sense of betrayal as opposed to the fact that she had no idea that this was happening she had no idea that she could implant herself into somebody else and then it's been to act like he caught her in bed with his cousin or something. It's just great. And then that's how he, that's how he, he like, gifts out. She gifted him. She he gifted said, him she, a you know? I mean, doesn't everyone want children? <laughs> <laughs> I know.
2: mean,
3: it's somewhat in that character's defense, he literally found out he has a death sentence. Like, there's no way around this. He is going to die. I can't sit here and say, like, I would react in the most compassionate and rational way either. Like, you, whether you knew or not, you killed me, right? It would be the same thing like a car accident. Whether the person actually intended to kill the person or not, the person is still dead. So.
0: I know. But if you need a modern version of don't have unsafe sex.
3: Duh. <laughs> well, and that's why I think it's important that Molly's a woman too, because I think it would come off way differently if this was a guy out here inseminating multiple women with with <laughs> clones of himself uh, blowing yeah, out of him. Yeah, that,
5: that oh, reads different. That reads, that reads very different. Yeah, it yeah, comes yeah, off yeah. very different.
2: Okay. E, it, it, what? it would definitely come off differently, but in this way, the way that they wrote him, it felt like he was a vehicle for Molly to have an emotion, and then for that emotion to be taken away. Like, your plot device is an emotion for this man and now he has abandoned you so no more emotions for you molly time for more murder yeah and that's well,
5: what we she, do here time for was more possible.
0: murder because that's what we do here i mean that might be the title of this episode so erica well. I'm just I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying but i don't think that kind of like i don't think yeah, I don't think that's untrue. I I don't. I think but the combination feeling from everybody talking about this book is it felt like on a, a low-key level, um, there are certain things that in other books are part of the narrative that were here, where the plot device is to get you from one place to another, and everything's kind of built around the murder, which, you're welcome, and that's why I picked the book. <laughs> but... but But overarching above that, if you know, we kind of we dug into Molly and, you know, the strangeness that is Molly. But I also think it's interesting the way about the midway point when they start doing the flashbacks back to the farm and you see Molly's parents and that you realize how Molly came to be the way that Molly is. And you start digging into Mob to speak to Aaron's point, that woman needs therapy. Uh, one And two, probably would kill everybody as a first resort. And I think that's an interesting place that you don't usually get with a female presenting character, even in like the spy craft world, that blend of ruthlessness and have it never get dulled. Because the usual narrative turn is, oh, she had a baby and it softened her and it made her feel things that she'd never felt before. Uh, yeah, Molly's mama uh has molly in her life and she's like yeah so this is your knife and you need to keep it really sharp and come at me you know so instead of it dulling these instincts and her falling into some emotional miasma where she like i don't know turns into some bleeding hearts i don't know what to do you know clutching her pearls she goes full lizzie borden and she's like this is And she's like, here are the rules, here are the parameters, here's how you live your life, here's how you survive. And I think that's the other thing that I really like, and that's why I was confused about whether or not I really thought he could write a woman. Because that woman exists, my mama, that's my mama, y'all, that's my mama. So.
2: (laughs) why I, why you just don't like Molly. She is, her mom is in fact hard, like you said, Mm -hmm. a killer, like you said, also cuddles up to her dad on the couch and giggles and is sweet. And warm and loving to that man, at least. But it doesn't dull her edge at all. So that little snippet of writing for a female presenting character is good. But then when tasked to fully flesh out a female presenting character or set of characters, there's an emptiness there. I almost have to presume it's deliberate.
3: I think it is, actually. I was just about to say that. I think it's deliberate because... That's the only way Molly can survive what she has to do. Like to Rose's point, I think she became harder after she had that child because she knew, like, I have to make this person able to survive this horrible circumstance that they're dealing with. Where literally, anytime they cut themselves, they're having to. And I think the book kind of hints at this. She has to disassociate. Like you're literally killing yourself over and over and over again. So like. I think you they had to make her an empty vessel and that's the only way she's going to get through this because otherwise, I don't know why she just doesn't jump off a bridge or jump out a window and just gets it over with because this is going to be her life for the rest of her life. There's no, she there's no end mouth. to it. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. So I think, I, I personally think it's her lack of depth is on purpose and I think it's an outgrowth of her mother's training. And I think that's why in the novella you kinda of see like how she has these complicated feelings towards her parents because like she sees that they had some sense of normalcy and she's never had that.
6: Probably a sense of self protection on the part of the parents as well. I mean, the other ones that I have to do. but at the beginning of it when Molly isn't capable of killing her, her clone or her productions, I guess. I mean, you're you're pretty much killing your daughter like it was mentioned earlier. There, there has to have been a time where they don't really know if they're, really, if they're killing the original Molly or if they're killing the clone. So in the event they are actually killing the original Molly, they have to be like, well, shit, she's gone. So let's focus on this one and see what's going to happen. But I, I do agree that disassociation, the lack of that emotional connection whereas you see the parents having it, but there's like a definite lack of it when it comes to Molly. In a-
2: what do we think of the detail of Molly being revolted by actual children? Only
0: in the sense that I felt like it was an outward demonstration of all the things we're talking about now. That she's been trained to view, especially when she was younger, she wasn't allowed to have friends. Um, she had to be isolated. And the one time she had a play friend, it was herself and <laughs> her daddy killed it. I think that she doesn't really understand their purpose. When they were disassociating her, they didn't necessarily try to socialize her either so being an outsider and having broken observation skills and you know deep detachment issues i think children freak her out i think they completely freak her out i don't think she understands their purpose and she doesn't like them
5: doesn't also go into how she they finally told her oh you menstruate now what does that mean and then she finds out how children are made and then she also has to remember oh wait I can't have kids because then I'd have to impart that foolishness to them and then I'd have to go through the process of having what my mom did to me done to them. I don't really want to go through that process. Also, the pain and the fuckery, which is birth in and of itself, which would probably lead to more bodies being produced and then I'd have to deal with all that and the doctors handling it won't know that process, so that means that's just more work for my ass to do and I I don't really have time for you hung for it the question more. out there.
0: What do you think?
2: I think that it is an interesting juxtaposition of what childhood should be, like this whole social, there's this whole social scene, and the child is laughing and everybody's like, Oh, you're so adorable. And we have that next to this idea of Her childhood where she basically had to murder herself or her parents had to murder her friend who was her. So I just think it's an interesting sort of portrait of what warmth and empathy and family could be versus her sort of warped perception of it as something that's grotesque. And childbirth, to you guys' point, is probably one of the bloodiest things that you can do and not die. So even if, you know, she can have kids and that kid is perfectly normal, she's then got like 50 godmothers immediately that she's (laughs) got to deal with. that are all very murderous. And would they want the baby? Uh Would they show up lactating? If she bled while she was pregnant, would her Molly also be pregnant?
0: I can't. I can't. I can't that just the idea of the molly duplicating all the molly because the molly is pregnant you're you're on punishment erica i'm having nightmares about pregnant molly <laughs> with her boyfriend who also got a molly growing in his side so we're gonna have molly with the molly and the molly that's pregnant and the pregnant see what you did, well, that's you did the, this.
6: And, i mean if you're I mean, gonna go that route i mean what if <laughs> pregnant if, if pregnant molly bleeds and like before you know before gestation's over does that mean when she's cloned she's pregnant <laughs> like right like that's my whole no, thing like that no that's, that's what my i'm mom. vetoing that's the line that's the damn line y'all fired both y'all fired well that's right. why you, that, but that's why that, that's why one of my favorite lines was fuck it down and fuck children for being creepy
5: huh?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, see, we have reached the point to where you now, the, the two of you, have become that little brain that pops up when you're trying to go to bed and tells you that thing that makes you pop your eyes open in the dark. Thank you. Thank you. That's what I was doing yesterday. And by yep. thank you, I mean, y'all both can go straight to hell. What?
2: Thank you well, I think for we... inviting I look forward to more insights of terrible things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And speaking <laughs> yeah. of
0: insights, just terrible things. The thing that I did not tell you when we started reading this book is, Tade didn't stop. Yes!
2: <laughs> I was very curious. So I actually went and looked, and I was like, oh, there's the sequel.
0: So there is. Yeah, it's the been option
3: for TV too. I think. Yep. Oh wow. Yeah.
0: Molly yeah. is coming to the visuals, and if I'm gonna tell you right now, Leslie, Erica, if there is a pregnant Molly making a pregnant Molly, I'm gonna come see both y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm holding y'all responsible I'm
2: ready for it I want royalties in that case Like just a Pretty nickel much. every time of
0: Basically So July ninth, 2019 Tade revisited the world of Molly With the survival of Molly Southbourne Do we have a unanimous vote That this is our next novella? Are we continuing with Molly?
2: We gotta find y'all out what to- happens
5: Yeah,
0: yeah. That's this- that's Okay. Open. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I mean, some people will stop at Molly Southbourne and that's perfectly okay. It's 117 pages. It's a story that's fully fleshed out all the way around. It creates threads that gives the opportunity to continue into the world and write more. But if all you want to know is about this incarnation of Marley, Molly and what it mean, that first sentence means, by the end, you get the answer. But if you want to know more about Molly and how Molly survives... Well, then, we have to keep going with the survival of Molly Southborn. Y'all want to hear the synopsis for those y'all who didn't sneak? Erica. Yes. Okay. Sure. Do it. The sequel's synopsis is, Who is Molly Southborn? What did she leave behind? A burnout basement? A name stained in blood? Bodies that remember murder? One of them left alive? A set of rules that no longer apply. Molly Southborn is alive. If she wants to survive, she'll need to run hide, and be ready to fight. There are people who remember her, who know what she is and what she's done. Some want her alive, some want her dead, and all hold a piece to the puzzles in her head. Can Molly escape them, or will she confront the bloody history that made her? So, thanks for listening to Bitch It's a Book Club. We will be back, and we will continue the discussion of the Molly that we don't like. And we'll see if the Molly that's in the next book is the one that we didn't like in the last one. Thanks, everybody, for joining me. This has been fun. I appreciate you. I see y'all laughing at me. That's why I said I want your cameras on. I want to see your faces. I see the judgment. (laughs)